Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And today, you guys, we have such a treat. Miss Carolyn Hansen is here. Say hello, Carolyn. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn is just a beloved woman in our congregation and just such an awesome part of Eden. And everybody loves her hugs and her, she always kisses you right on the face. And she is here today to continue our talks. This is part three of a three-part series about body image. And we're kind of moving our way through generations. And Mm -hmm. we knew that Carolyn had some really awesome wisdom and has a really powerful story. And you knew that I was old. (laughs) (laughs) I did not want to say that. When we were getting ready for this, you guys, she called herself ancient. And I was like, I'm not saying that. (laughs) Your words, not ours. (laughs) Carolyn, how old are you? 82. 82 years old. I was 82 in May. She would run circles around. Seriously, I was just going to say, that might be her her like chronological age, (laughs) but she is not 82. I mean, she would put most of us downright to to shame. shame. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. It takes you longer to do stuff when you're old, especially (laughs) when you find that your age on the computer and they say scroll down and go on through the 50s and the 60s. Finally get down to the 30, you know, to 1939, which is when I was born. Well, Karen, we wanted you to come and talk about this topic um, that we know is such a big deal in the lives of us women. Mm-hmm. And mostly because your powerful story, you just have such a powerful story. So we kind of want to start with that. Would you just tell us your story, your journey of body image and just the ups and downs, highs and lows of it all. Ups and downs. That's mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. Regarding weight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as you know, I was born at a very early age, uh, and I was grace. I was born into a family of everybody was tall. The shortest woman in my family were five, was five eight, and uh, my mother's brothers were five or six five six all my nephews were six four six five whatever Mm -hmm. in fact they Mm -hmm. told me don't you even think about bringing a guy home less than six feet (laughs) i mean you know it's just not allowed and wayne was like my husband was like five eleven and three quarters because he had a flat top so i told him if he'd had you know full head of hair then he, he could have passed. But anyway, they skimped, they let him skim by and it did work because we were married 57 years. Yay. <laughs> but anyway, um, I hated my height all through school. Mm-hmm. I brought a picture in to show the gals of me in third grade. And there's, I don't know, three rows of students. And I'm the tallest one in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 5'10 the summer between my sixth and seventh grade. So I went into junior high, a small junior high, but still I was the tallest student and I was taller than every teacher in the school. I always thought, oh, oh I just have a boyfriend, you know, and they're all, you know, come up to your shoulder height or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the boys are so immature at that age. Anyway. <laughs> so true. But, uh, I feel your pain on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hated my height. And my, my mom said, stand up, be proud, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the other part I haven't shared with you gals is shoe size. Because mm. back in the olden days, they only made them to nine. That's a, you could not get shoes when I was in high school, whatever, larger than size nine. So we had to go to Montgomery Ward catalog department, and wow. we'd go to the regular shoe department and, and see a style that we liked, and then we would order them uh, from the catalog to, to, to in size ten. My daughter wears 11, 11 and a half. Mm. My my granddaughter wears an eleven. I wear 11. Yeah. And so uh, I wear, it depends on, you know, the size. My grandmother said, 
that she wore a size seven, but eights felt so good she bought nines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Can you so, imagine being a size nine cramming your foot into a seven? Yeah. <laughs> but she was just being, you know, yeah. Because I don't know how tall she was, but uh she was shorter than me, mm -hmm. but only by you know a couple inches. Mm -hmm. So she was like five eight, probably, I'm guessing. I don't I don't know how tall she was. So I came from a big understanding, big you know, big family, uh physically, not size size of the family but size of the people in the family mm -hmm. and so that was a body image that i hated mm -hmm. uh, and then the uh oh and then i had a uh, i had a paralysis when i was like 18 months old two years old that affected my right side and my left eye so i had what they call lazy eye my eye just sat on my nose you know and so mm -hmm. i had uh, two surgeries for that a couple other surgeries later but anyway so I hated it. I was cross-eyed. I was tall. I had two sisters that were gorgeous. One was a was brilliant. My older sister was brilliant and uh, never had to study. She just was, you know, I hated her. And uh, <laughs> my younger sister, who was the best friend I've ever had in my whole life, I loved her with a passion. Mm. But in, in, she was a uh, year behind me in school well two years behind me in school we were only 22 months apart but mm -hmm. there was a year in between us but she was cheerleader officer in the class she was voted most humorous in fact in the yearbook there was a picture of the guy who was voted most humorous uh, having a paper cutter he was like closing the paper cutter on her she had her head in <laughs> oh that's funny so anyway i always felt uh, not i didn't measure up Mm -hmm. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't smart enough. I, I was dyslexic, so I really had to study hard. I did, you know, I made good grades, but I had to work at it just mm -hmm. tremendously. So I didn't have much good images going for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't fat, but I wasn't as skinny as my sisters were. Sure. And so I felt fat. Mm -hmm. You know how a lot of women think they're fat. And mm -hmm. not. I mean, yeah, right and then now, you look back and you think, if I only oh looked like God. that. Is supposed to have been, you know, built like me, or more so. Not, I don't mean I look like Marilyn Monroe, but I mean she wasn't a Twiggy. Yeah, mm. she was curvier. Yeah, she was yeah. curvier. Mm -hmm. The young generation knows who Twiggy was. But <laughs> <laughs> I know Twiggy was. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my uh, physical self-image story. Mm -hmm. so anything else? I mm -hmm. well, it just sounds. Out? I mean, what I'm hearing is there was just a lot of comparison. Oh, when you time. were younger, going on of looking at, you know, not only your sisters, but all the your all your peers around you and comparing you're like oh gosh why can't I be shorter why can't I have this why can't I have that and I tell you Carolyn you are speaking to <laughs> like all the same things that I you know experienced in when I was growing up you know because I was I'm five ten now yeah and I'm pretty sure I was five ten probably in the seventh or eighth grade yeah same as so me. I was taller than everybody and I was so skinny like so so skinny i could not put on weight to save my life oh my god i can't even imagine and <laughs> i i got made fun of oh i bet so much for that you know people would call me olive oil mm -hmm. and they would be like are you like you know bulimic and anorexic mm -hmm. like yeah that feels good thanks for that yeah you know and i mean to the point like my mom was taking me to the doctor and like what can like are there like protein shakes that we can give her mm. like to try to like just get some meat on my Walk bones because up, yeah. I just had this metabolism that I were you in sports were you yep, active I was very active running and, and so yeah like just like I remember my dad taking my shoulders and like rolling them back and being like sis stand up straight. straight your height is beautiful mm -hmm. you know and like but I was just like I want to just like sink right down and you know, Hide, yeah, disappear. not not stand out. So I totally understand mm -hmm. that feeling of like, why can't I? I just remember thinking, why can't I just be average? Why can't I just be five six? Normal. Yeah, normal. <laughs> yeah, quote, unquote. quote unquote. Why can't I just be like the other girls in my what school? Fit in. Yeah, what not too tall, not too short. Just how's right the weather up there? Oh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, of course it's. I love it now and it's oh, like, I, I can see all the things when everybody else is trying to, you know, <laughs> peek around stuff, but 
I really, I can really, like, I really understand. Yeah. That. When we were talking Sunday, it was funny because I had to, I'm five, seven and a half now. I've mm -hmm. shrunk two and a half inches. Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, part of it's the curvature, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the stooped old thing. And I, I say it went down and went out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> went down and it's out my, my butt. It, it went out that way. So but anyway, it's, it's so uncommon. Yeah. For me to to look up yeah. into somebody's eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, how tall are you, Shannon? I'm five nine and a half. Five nine. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have to say that because my husband's five ten and he's like, you are not five ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we in our wedding picture. It looks like I'm taller than her because him because I have a bigger hairdo mm -hmm. and I had heels. Mm -hmm. and, That's know, right. Yeah. Course. Yep. But, uh, yeah. yeah. One thing that we are kind of including in the series is just the narrative. Like you guys are addressing it totally in this, like, there's a narrative, like I'm not this, I'm not that mm -hmm. there's a, there's something that we feed ourselves. Yeah. About how we think about ourselves and it becomes like almost like a plague. And honestly, I feel like this is one of the things I always think about this with us women, because it pretty much touches every female heart and mind. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, this is something that this is an awesome trick of the enemy. And he thinks it's awesome. We don't. And it's not very creative because he uses it on all of us. But the sad thing is, is that it works. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> right. Time. And we compare, compare, compare. When I think to myself, like, I bet the father just is saying like, oh, oh, but I made you that way so intentionally mm -hmm. and with such just adoration and love and excitement. Like, I mean, to get there is the goal to be like, that's right. And I am beautifully and wonderfully made and talk about stand up straight and roll your shoulders back. But like mm -hmm. just owning that, like I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Um, and that's one of the reasons, Carolyn, why I wanted to have you on too, is because I don't want to be, I'm in 43 now. I don't want to continue where this chains me to the wall, where it's always on my mind, where it right. becomes this narrative, where it's something that I'm always like um, bowing down to. I want to be free of it. And I think I've done some work in there where I have had some freedom, but I feel like, and for our listeners too, like I don't want us to be like spending one more year mm -hmm. in this cycle of like, oh, if I could only, you know, get to this, or if I could only get to that, or if I could only look like her, if I could only be like that. Um, and so that narrative is really, really important. Like, I don't even know how we fix it. I mean, all, the Bible tells us to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And that's what he means. Like grabbing that negative thought and saying, no, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But how do we do that? Like, I mean, I can nerd you guys out and go into some neuroscience if you want. But, you know. <laughs> it seems like everybody's always wanting something they don't have. Oh, it's yes. It's just... It, it, you know, I want my eyelashes longer. I don't have any eyelashes. So, I mean, there's nothing to hook anything on if I wanted to make them longer. <laughs> but I mean, there's always something sure. that somebody wants. Yeah. This may be off subject, but I remember a long, long time ago, uh, the, the scenario that if a policeman wanted to, to have the best witness to something that's happened, if he wants to know how tall the man is, you ask a tall woman. If you oh, have your really? ideal witnesses. Because... They're conscious of the height of men. Hmm. If you want to know how tall a woman is, you ask a short man you because, go. you know, hmm. society says the guy should be taller than the woman, which hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on and on, you know, as far as if you want to know how much they weigh, you know, it's, it seems like the opposite. Interesting. Almost. Okay. Because yeah. you kind of have the eyes for the opposite because right. you're like, well, whatever it was, it wasn't what yeah. I am. Kind I, of if thing. I have a big butt, I'm going to know if somebody has a big butt or yeah. whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, or a small butt. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a small butt because I don't and I want that small butt. <laughs> or maybe if, if your hair is really thinning or maybe a guy, you know, if you want to know how you ask a bald man, that, that kind of concept, mm. you need to go through the whole list, but... I think we do. We, we look to just hoping we can be yeah. a more better person than we are. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, it isn't, I guess it's the vein syndrome. I don't know. Sure. But yeah. uh, I think vanity is a big, you know, for a lot of us, I know for myself, yeah. <laughs> vanity is like one of my sins. So <laughs> I'm working on it, y'all. <laughs> I'm working on it. You, I, so you, I only know that about you because you've said it. But yeah. It's not like I look at you and think, gosh, she's so vain. I am, you know, <laughs> she thinks the song funny. is about her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
conversations. Yes, oh, for yeah. sure. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I always told Wayne that I was a cheap date because I don't get pedicures or manicures and I cut my own hair and I don't, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. And I, I, I am uh, financially challenged, I guess I put it that way, but I'm thinking, how could she spend $65 to how could she spend, you know, is she so vain that she can't, I mean, I wish my hair was pure white instead of dishwater gray, you know, I mean, it's uh, just different values for different people. And some people are okay with their weight and some people aren't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Height you can't do too much about. Yeah, we're kind of stuck with that. Uh, (laughs) But width is another. (laughs) Sure. That's that's another subject. Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. So, so what was that like for you as you, you know, transitioned into out of, you know, teenager years mm-hmm. and into adulthood. And, and I know that you, uh, you know, you struggled with your weight mm-hmm. when you were, um, you know, what up until 2004. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Big so time, big time. what, what was that, what was that journey like for you and kind of what was the, what were the things that you struggled with and kind of, again, like that narrative of what you were telling yourself over those years as you were battling with that within yourself? Well, uh, we were married in 1960 and I was, you know, normal weight per se. I mean, what we laughingly call normal was that normal is only a setting on the dryer, right? (laughs) (laughs) We laughingly call normal. And, uh, you know, had uh, two kids and, you know, but then, I started having anxiety attacks and all this stuff. And there was a, uh, uh, I started eating and overeating and overeating. And uh, we always ate healthy, but I would eat portion control was a bad, was the, the biggest thing. And I wasn't an ice cream cookie person, but I just, eat good, you know, hey, eat two hamburgers instead of one, that kind of concept. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got up to 290, I think it was four. And now I weigh 107, this morning I weighed 175. I got down to 165. So I lost 130. So now I'm 120 down. And I did it in a little over a year. I mean, I just slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this off. This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. And I went to an extreme. Um, Dr. Phil says, mm-hmm. you can't stop one habit unless you exchange it for another. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that has a bearing on it or not, but I self-discipline. I didn't exercise, didn't go to a gym. I weighed an apple to see how many calories it was. And I put myself on 1,000, 1,200 calories a day. So in 10 months, I lost almost 100. And then it took me like four or five months to lose the rest of it. Mm. But uh, I don't know, where, where, should I, where should I go with this? Um, that's just my, my weight history. Mm-hmm. But as far as the gaining weight, uh, I had suffered some trauma and such as a youth. And I've heard the scenario that... Uh, Sometimes people, women in particular, put on weight like as a protection mechanism that, well, no one's going to bother me anymore if I'm fat, you know, subconsciously even. It doesn't have to be consciously. And so looking back hindsight, I think that's probably mm-hmm. where it came from. Yeah. Uh, it can actually even become a physical barrier where there's more distance between sort of the inner core of you oh, yeah. compared to the external core of you. Mm-hmm. I think that people yeah. can even respond that way. I think yeah. there's a lot of functions that we use food for. You know, there's, we joke about, I'm going to eat my oh, emotions yeah. today. <laughs> I'm going to eat my and feelings and, all and, day long. We, yeah. we might not even know what exactly we're covering up, but we know right. that we have this desire to just shove those things down. Like, let me cover those up with food. Because right. if I can put food on top of them, then they'll stay down. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually have to deal with that. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that it plays a major role for a lot of people in both that way. And also in the other way that you went of like restricting oh, so much. You know, it's like, I was so disciplined. It yeah, was, that oh. can go to like a control thing, right? Like oh, yeah. we're, we're over controlling something. Not controlling my weight, but now I'm in control of my consumption. Yeah, what's, yeah. Going, in, what's going in your mouth, right? So... Um, hmm. And food is something that, you know, it's when we struggle with that type of thing, it's not like when we're struggling with, you know, maybe 
gambling or a substance abuse or something like that where something yeah we can cut it off like we can say stay away from it and stay away from it we can't do that with food that's what makes we have to keep consuming it that relationship we must continue we have to (laughs) and that's we will die (laughs) and that's the thing i love that word relationship because just as with in you relate with other people, we have healthy relationships and we have unhealthy relationships or we have relationships that are toxic or ones that really like fill us up well. The same thing is that it can be said for our relationship with food. Yeah. It could be healthy. It could be unhealthy. It could be downright toxic yeah. because of the way that we're approaching it and how we're, you know, using the food for us. So it's super powerful oh, big time. in the way that, that that can happen. Yeah. So yeah but what's sad i think is that we i'm overgeneralizing, but we as a whole most people i think uh just wish that they were make a list to the, to the, you know whether it's physical body smarter prettier their hair was longer their hair was shorter their whatever their whatever you know yeah. just back and forth back and forth yeah. where we just wish that we were something that we aren't yeah. and this is where i feel blessed in my old age is that I'm happy where I am. Mm-hmm. I am happy where I am. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd change if I was, you know, if it was possible. But since it ain't, I ain't gonna worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's what I would uh, hope that anyone who's listening to this would, hey, I'm great just the way I am. I'm just great mm-hmm. the way God made me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to be something I'm not. I don't have mm-hmm. to measure up to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember, you know, thinking, oh, okay, I was in the girls' basketball team mm. in, in high school. I was tall, of course. What do you do? You play basketball. Yep. Duh. I mean, <laughs> you don't have a choice, you know. And I wasn't that good. <laughs> then I'm thinking, God, couldn't I even be good at something? Yeah. You know, that sure. kind of thing. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, like I said, I'm dyslexic, extremely dyslexic. I just, I mean, I reverse letters. I, uh, I mean, I read fine, but to write, I have to stop and think about spelling words all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just even making notes at sermons, I'm thinking, and I'll look back and I re- reverse letters and mm-hmm. such. So I remember thinking, oh, poor me, you know, mm-hmm. how come I'm so dumb? Which I'm not dumb. I know I'm not dumb, but that's where I was. Yeah. And even as an adult, uh, I mean, I work for San Diego City Schools. Uh, I uh, This was back in the olden days, back in the... Well, my daughter uh, was in elementary school, and she was born in 1962, so this is late 60s, early 70s, and the elementary schools didn't have a library. Most of them didn't in San Diego, and so I went around to different schools every three months to a different school, set up a coordinated getting volunteers, teaching the Dewey Decimal System, you know, getting all that stuff done. I mean, I'm intelligent enough, Mm -hmm. but making out the library cards, I probably threw three out of every five I did because I reversed letters Mm -hmm. or I didn't, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking now, hey, I have so many things going for me. Who cares if I have to have a disability, Mm -hmm. I'll take it in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. compared to what somebody else. I mean, Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of people who are mentally challenged in some way or emotionally, psychologically, stress-wise. Just it's just uh, most uh, most people who know me. My husband had Parkinson's, and I worked in the Parkinson's community forever. He was diagnosed in '99, had it for 17 years before he died. So I worked with the Parkinson's community in San Diego, and we moved up here. They didn't have a support group, so I started one, and then started one in the South End, and. After my husband died, uh, I passed the torch to a couple other women who took over for me. But then a friend of mine was leading two generic, I call them, support groups here in Oak Harbor, which I led until the pandemic. So I've been around people with disabilities mm-hmm. for even before that. In my 30s, I would uh, sit with somebody who had a brain tumor so their wife could go get their hair done. You know, I've always been this. This has been my my mission mm-hmm. and i would rather have this gift or this god-given hunger to serve i wouldn't give that up for anything mm-hmm. who cares if i'm dyslexic mm-hmm. i mean who cares mm-hmm. if i'm 
uh, don't have snow white hair, which is you said you hair. wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one time I was in the, the Costco in the, the hot dog line, and this lady in front of me had a snow white hair. It was just thick, gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I love the girl with that. <laughs> and so I complimented her on her hair. And she, her face just became just ashen and mm. she almost had tears in her eyes mm. and I said oh I'm sorry you know I, I didn't want to offend you and she said no my kids are trying to talk me into dyeing my hair oh wow. and she said thank you for you know it's like I gave her permission yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. to be to be herself mm -hmm. and I think that's so important for us as women to support each other in giving each other permission to have flaws you don't have to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. That you can uh, serve yourself, your family, your Lord, your community uh, in spite of, if not because of. Sure. And allowing those to kind of trip you up or stop you in your place. I mean, the enemy loves that, you know, oh, yeah. going Big back time. to the enemy um, and how he, you know, kind of plays with in this area in our lives and kind of messes with the way we think and whatever. But honestly, it can even go farther to where like, if we could just like, okay, yes, there is that about me, but I also have that, like, it's really about your focus. What's mm -hmm. your focus on? Attitude. How can you, yeah. And your attitude, um, for sure. Which is so awesome. You know, that's a question that I was kind of burning in the back of my mind. Um, Shan, just kind of going off what you were just talking about is Carolyn, when did you feel like you made that shift from that place of this really, negative, I'm not enough type of mindset to just more acceptance of who you are as a person and, and what did that look like for you? And, um, yeah, just, uh, that process. Probably the first time is when I actually found somebody who loved me, you know, I married my husband. Mm -hmm. I've never even dated. Mm -hmm. I mean, I dated one guy one time and I invited him to a rainbow dance you know mm -hmm. so we were the and he was the same way he'd only dated one girl two or three times mm -hmm. and uh so we started the relationship clean slate per yeah. se and uh i thoroughly enjoyed it we 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 uh set up housekeeping none of us had lived neither one of us had lived ind independently we'd lived with our parents mm -hmm. and so that made me feel good that mm -hmm. you know because i'd never budgeted i'd never made a car payment. I'd never paid gas electric. I'd never done any of that. And neither had he. Mm -hmm. And so hmm. we just gelled. Our personalities were so uh, in tune. So that was one thing that made me feel uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, we lost a baby right away. And then we got pregnant immediately. And we had these two kids within a couple of years. And I felt good, you know, mm -hmm. about being a parent. I got involved in the school. I was always involved at church and the school on committees, head of this, head of that, all that kind of good stuff. And so it made me have self pride. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't overweight yet. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. uh, but as the, the, the times when I was gaining weight and doing all that kind of good stuff, I less self esteem, less self esteem, mm -hmm. less self esteem. Mm -hmm. So and that so, negative dialogue was. Just, just there again in, in, in a different way. Yeah. Now we're not so much height. Now yeah. you're it's now around it's weight. your weight. Yeah. And it had, uh, I mean, Wayne wasn't happy, obviously. Uh, and I don't know how much bearing it had on our sex life as far as his attitude. Because I've never just said, hey, I'm, I'm, I've said, you know, honey, I'm sorry. I should get it off. And I haven't. He said, yeah, I wish you'd try. But he mm -hmm. was always sweet about it. He never mm -hmm. said, you bet chick or anything <laughs> so of course that wasn't that wasn't a slogan back in the back of the 80s fat chick hadn't been invented yet you know <laughs> but uh, uh i know it can really have a bearing on your relationship if it does interfere with uh you know your int your intimate moments mm -hmm. but i didn't feel good about it at all you know i just felt like mm -hmm. oh i wish i could be more not more for him less uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could be more. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what brings us to this topic, anyway. Is because you know originally 
um, this topic got brought up during our sex talks. And so we've been kind of talking about that, including that in our, um, you know, the last two messages and now today and just how does it, how did it impact and does it have a bearing? Of course it has a bearing on your confidence, which you're talking about how when you first started gaining weight anyway, your confidence started kind of waning, which is crazy because you had that, that period of time where you're, you probably felt great. Your confidence was great. You met this man, you had these kids, things were good. And then now bring on this and it's kind of like impacting you in this other negative way. I mean, did you feel like, was it on your mind when you were, you know, and when you were intimate with your husband and was it distracting? Did it, how did it impact? I I just, I felt, uh, shame. I don't, I don't know if the shame's the right word, but down on myself, come on, why don't you get this weight off? You Mm -hmm. know, da, 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 da. And for it being more enjoyable for him, even though he's, you know, was not a negative person and didn't put me down. Mm-hmm. I knew that, uh, well, you two have seen pictures of me, you know, as big as a side of a barn. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm sure he was embarrassed uh, out in public and such when, when I didn't look as good as I used to or that I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but he never complained. So he never Maybe it would have helped if he had him. Yeah. <laughs> Might have inspired me yeah. to which, knock off some chunks. <laughs> which I don't know. Like, like he sounds like such a sweet man. Oh, big time! Like, oh my gosh! Like, just the way that you talk about him is always just like, oh, I wish I could have met him. He just yeah. sounds so wonderful. Um, but like the thought that that brings to mind, like, I wonder what he would say about that mm-hmm. if he was here right now and we yeah. could ask him, how did how was that for you? Right. You know, like I almost wonder if he would just be like. You know, I was I was kind of worried about her health. Oh, or like, oh, and yeah. it wasn't like it yeah. didn't impact him in a physical sense at all. And there was no embarrassment. There was no nothing. It was right. like you know because I think that we can take our own fears, yes, and put it on to that other person. And mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not saying that that's what yeah. you know was for sure happening here, but like I think that that's something to consider. Also, is like he could have been totally just like. My wife is perfect no matter how she, what she like looks like physically, but we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, he must think this and he must oh, think yeah. that. And that's a, that's yeah, a, when you that's get out of the shower, you make sure, you know, you wait till he's out of the bathroom before you get out of yeah. the shower. So yeah, I was going to ask you. that, like, how did, like, was it like always in the dark yeah, and usually. like under the covers? Yeah. Like, because I mean, time. we're Big all time. like that, right? Like there are moments when I'm like, not nah, right, not today. Like, so, like right? Like, <laughs> oh, and then there are other times where you go, like, I'm looking great, or what? Like, I'm like, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I was fortunate because I'm sure that there are some women who uh, their body image changes one way or the other, mm-hmm. and their husband loses interest. Yeah. And they just don't want anything to, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't get the weight off, hey, I ain't going mm-hmm. to bed with you, lady. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. Oh, that and makes so, my heart so sad. I know. I just, like, oh, like breaks my heart to think about that. But yeah, I think that there, I'm sure there are women that yeah. do experience that. And, and well, it's, it's his fault because I gained the weight because he didn't tell me that I should gain the weight. <laughs> so I just did it. Now, if he'd have told me, you yeah. get the weight off, lady, or I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. But in, in a way, there's a part of what you're saying that is disgustingly true. Oh yeah. Like, okay, sometimes I <sighs> I will say say this and it's terrible, but I'll say like when I'm trying to get like my, my kiddo to to shift gears, like mm-hmm. to do something different, I'm like, shame works because sometimes I'll be like, if you don't brush your teeth, nobody's gonna wanna I mean, you know, blah blah yeah. blah blah. And in a way, out. I'm like trying to like almost make him be like, oh, you're right, gross. That would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and sadly that works at times, and I don't want that to be true. But there's oh, yeah. a there is that pride component in us that it has it's deep inside sometimes, and it does get stirred. But I I I feel like there's a way better way. <laughs> there's a way better way. I could probably you know anyway, but it can be a motivator with you. Yeah, it's just such a nasty line to. I mean, don't even yeah. We shouldn't even be crossing or but I think it's a a reality in you know there are situations where that is a reality and I think that's where you know kind of looping back around to that dialogue Mm -hmm. like those things can be very influential Mm -hmm. in our own personal dialogue like Mm -hmm. we have our own thoughts that are going to be bombarding us and our own dislikes about certain parts of our bodies or you know certain messages that we're giving ourselves and we could totally accomplish that all on our own mm-hmm. without the help of anybody else. I'm yeah. sure. But then we have all these outside 
influences also that, you know, it could have been, it could be something as simple as a innocent comment that when we hear it, it's like crushing. And that's now part of our message that we're giving ourselves. So it's like, there's this, there's this battle that that goes on within us. And like you said earlier, Shan, like the enemy's like, oh yeah, rubbing his hands together. Like this is perfect because I know all these little insecurities that are there and I'm Mm -hmm. going to play on those at every opportunity that I get. How can can God possibly love me because I do or don't do make a list? Yeah. 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 And we forget Mm -hmm. in those moments, which is what the enemy's trying to do that we are perfectly made. We are made in his image and he made us exactly the way that, that we are. He made us tall. He made us short. And you know what? Maybe sometimes he does make, or we struggle with our weight in one way or another or different type of physical things, but there still can be good that he's going to use that for good, Mm -hmm. right. In our story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we, we don't even know how exactly he's using that, Mm -hmm. but he is. Mm -hmm. I have often thought that one of my, cause you know, we think about Paul and his story about Mm -hmm. his thorn. I've often thought that weight is a hundred percent a thorn in my side, Mm -hmm. because if you were to go through my journal, you would see, like, I talk about it on a pretty regular basis, not because I think that I'm bad or I think that, but because I, I can get in the cycle of like, Oh, I've been just emotionally eating or I haven't even been paying attention or I just don't even care. I'm in a place where I just don't care. And I have struggled with my weight also like my entire life. When I was in fifth grade, I weighed 150 pounds, which is how much I weigh now. And I am 43 years old. So my parents, you know, divorced and I just ate and I actually like, I stole food from my classmates lunches and the teacher had like a jar of goodies on her desk or in her desk. And I, I would be like, I need to go in from recess early and I'd steal it. I mean, I just was like, so I was a thief (laughs) and, but I only stole food (laughs) and I just was like putting it in and yeah, by fifth grade, I weighed 150 pounds and um, I struggled with it forever. And I feel like, oh my gosh, but I will tell you that it, in the sense that it kind of is a thorn, I do have to go back to him on a regular basis to have him help me kind of get balance and to get kind of a, a grip and to kind of become more in tune with where he's at. I feel like the Holy Spirit will often like, you know, kind of be like, hey, you know, adjust this or tweak that and he'll guide me and lead me in that because he made me so he knows best but um yeah i definitely think that it can be a thing that drives us back to him too so yes the enemy can get away with it but kind of like you said carolyn it depends on your perspective on that um i feel like when i cling to him and rely on him to help me navigate it it's it's a good thing because i'm coming back to him it's not my only thorn but it is a thorn for sure it is a thorn And I think those physical aspects, they're so out there, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's It's all, yeah, it's all right there. Like we can have all these things on the inside of us that are swirling around in there and nobody necessarily knows about weight. Yeah. There's this this exterior, this exterior part of us that is so visible to the rest of the, the world. And, um, you know, like for me, like it's a combination of the internal and the external of, you know, like there's this vanity piece. And like part of my journey has been like your worth is not directly tied to your physical being. Right. Right. Like yeah. what you look like on the outside does not determine your worth, which is where that like vanity piece comes in. And like why I've always been so vain. Like I need to have it all put together physically mm-hmm. because that's how like people quote unquote, no, I have it together. Or like, you know, like she's functioning well, mm-hmm. right. Or yeah she's worth something because she has a good pair of shoes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's right. There's I, so much to my it. attitude toward eating is, or watching my weight now is totally different than it was in, in my vainer years mm-hmm. in that it's, it's longevity, you know, health wise. I mean, yeah. I don't take any prescriptions you know, I take lots of supplements and I eat healthy and there are a lot of people, I mean, my daughter, you know, she's obviously a little younger than me, and she takes tons of prescriptions mm-hmm. because she has health issues. I mean, I just feel blessed. And so I want to keep on keeping on as long as I can mm-hmm. and, and serve as much as as often as I can, as yeah. long as I can, whatever. Yeah. And that. so that's my goal in eating healthy yeah. is to stay healthy mm-hmm. yeah. uh, rather than, like I said, living to eat. You're, I'm 
eating to live, that, that, mm -hmm. that concept. Yeah. I don't know if this has a bearing on it or not, but when after my parents divorced and uh, my mom and we girls were on our own, we were hungry. My younger sister and I got in trouble. Police were there. We went to an apartment and stole peanut butter. You know, I mean, yeah. So that, I don't know if that has a bearing on food or not. Sure. But, uh, and right now, I, I, uh, oh, someone will say, oh, I'm so full. I just can't eat another bite. I have never been that way in my life. I could go to a potluck and eat, you know, three plates full of stuff. And I'm not even miserable. I'm not even uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I, I mean, I've never had heartburn in my life. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm just. She's, she's 82. She takes I'm, her medication. She's never had I heartburn. Know. I know. Oh I know. I mean, it's just, um, I have, God gave me this body. That yes, he did, like girl. last for a while. Yeah. So I better take care of it. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Which I think is like such a, a powerful shift in that mindset. Because I can imagine that at a younger age, it was like, this body. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want this body. Oh, yeah. This, this is not the body I would choose. And now you look at it as I have this body that is like doing great. Oh, big time. Like it is I mean, serving me well. I took a multivitamin, you know, all my life, you know, but now I take for, for seniors plus, you know, term, a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, my attitude switched. Mm -hmm. That's another attitude change yeah. yeah. is why do you eat or why do you want to stay healthy or why do you want to not gain weight or yeah. why do you, and uh, well, that's originally when I went to lose the weight was I have to get healthy. Mm -hmm. I have to get healthy. I yeah. have to take because I was a caregiver mm -hmm. my whole life. My mm -hmm. sister lived with us and I was her caregiver till she died in our home in my arms. Uh, caregiver for parents, uh, legal guardianship for our grandkids. We raised them. We were two little girls come in. Uh, we've got another set of bunk beds. You know, we raised mm -hmm. four teenage girls for a while, mm -hmm. grandkids and their friends and all this kind of good stuff. So I've been a caregiver forever. So that was like the the, the driving force. Yeah. You have to stay well because wow. you're needed. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is the word that comes to mind is steward. You yeah. are being such a good steward. Yeah. Try. And sure, you had a period of time there where, you know, weight was an issue and it was but then you but became, I was still doing I was still sure calling on yeah which is incredible but maybe and, you could see longevity wise like the long long game you're like oh, I'm not going to be able to keep doing this oh yeah you know if I sure. stay like this but now I feel like it doesn't seem to rent a bunch of space in your head it doesn't seem to dominate your world it's you're not, not like constantly talking about how much you're ingesting and weighing this oh, and yeah. that but yet you find a balance in that how like, how did you make that shift? Because you had to do that for a while. Oh yeah. And now you've made the shift and it seems like you've, you're, you're navigating it. Well, you're pretty chill. Like you will say like, Oh, I'm up a couple pounds or I'm this or that. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, you just do such a good job. Help us understand. Like, I don't, how do we I get there? I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, prayer, but I'm not, what's popped in my brain was like it just comes natural i mean it's just it's just a flow it's yeah. i'm okay yeah. and uh learning to love myself is the first step i guess yeah. that i'm worth it yeah mm -hmm. uh but i mean i don't worry about i mean i fix shakes for like six days and eat them for the next six days then i'll make another batch or whatever and uh i don't go oh my gosh i can't i haven't had any whatever in so long i just I don't have any cravings like that, mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, I never eat out literally go to Taco Bell once a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's not because I don't, you know, Carrie and I went out for my birthday and, uh, I totally overate and loved every minute of it. And it was fine. <laughs> you know, so I don't care if I gained a couple yeah. pounds or something. I don't know where the switch was. I can't yeah. tell you that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It could just be a matter of just growth and mm -hmm. maturing and mm -hmm. just walking this journey like mm -hmm. you just have kind of slowly stepped into that and it sounds like maybe it wasn't I've just a, a, time. a switch you know <laughs> yeah. it could have been more like a slow a time. step yeah. by step by step so there's not like a, a point in time where you're like I shifted yeah. at this point or I pivoted mm -hmm. at this point it's just been this has been part of your journey mm -hmm. well so mm -hmm. like the the slowly gaining weight is yeah. You know, sure. you, don't, you don't set out on a Monday. I'm going to gain 50 pounds or yeah, 30 or right, 100 yeah. or whatever it is. Sure. 
yeah, it just, yeah. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think over time too, that we just get to where we understand our body rhythms better and we mm-hmm. feel like we can trust our bodies more. I know, I know for me, one of the big things is, is that I really press into like my body systems and the way God wired us and made us like he made us with rhythms and he made us with limitations. He made mm-hmm. us to have to eat, to have to drink water and to have to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. He made us with those we have some other limitations. Yes. <laughs> There's some other limitations too, but I'm like, okay, so we can see those as limitations. And sometimes it does annoy me that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to stop and do this. But um, but really to just really trust those rhythms and to be like, my body is asking for some fuel. Okay. I will give my body some fuel mm-hmm. and I will do that until I feel, okay, I don't feel like I need any more fuel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to really just trust my body systems. Now, in order to do that, we have to go to a reset with them, which I feel like in a way you did, you mm-hmm. took that time and you were really careful and you were kind of training your body. Like here's really what you need body. True. And sure. Sometimes now you go up and over the top of that. And, but then you, you also can trust your body to readjust and help you to come back to the natural right. of that. Give yourself permission to not be perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause can you imagine? Oh my gosh. It'd be so like obsessive compulsive. Yes, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, my seconds on the lips, years on the hips. Mm. That's <laughs> that I, I tell myself that. And because I'm never full, I'm never rarely hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll finish a healthy meal. And I think, oh, I feel like a snack or something, you know. And then I think, are you hungry or are you bored? Are you yeah. bored? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. crochet and watch a movie, Carolyn. You don't need to eat. Yeah. So I still have to do self yeah. uh, talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not because, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to gain a pound, but I just know it's not good for me. Yeah. And right. so I, uh, well, I have healthy snacks. I usually don't keep other stuff in, but I, you know, I don't do carbs or later. I don't do any processed. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. unless i'm in a potluck going to friends going yeah. out to eat yeah yeah you know have a hamburger or whatever sure. i haven't had hamburger i don't know when but you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. i love that yeah just like a such a it is as a journey yeah oh it is i think that regardless of how old you are how many years you have on this earth like i'm sure there are plenty of young women that have had similar experiences but in a condensed amount of time you know like there's there's just so many different ways that this can look and I think that being able to embrace where you are on that journey mm-hmm. and recognize that like we each have this process that we're going through mm-hmm. and usually that means that we're gonna we're all gonna be changing we're all gonna be and doing hard things work, differently but I'm worth it yeah like yes. that's okay like as long as we're like moving forward and we're no matter how slow that forward movement might be or how fast, like there's not like a right or wrong in that, but like what works for you. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. said, like our own bodies. And pressing into the Holy spirit and letting him lead us and guide us. And yeah. that I think is important. Like pray about it. Yeah. I know maybe it sounds like a dumb thing to pray about, or maybe there might even be, some of you out there who think like God doesn't care about this. Oh, he a hundred percent does. He does. If it if it weighs on you and if it's impacting you, he cares about it. And he wants to be a part of that. He wants to lead you, guide you. He wants to show the way. So and I, I think, think that even if it. it's not weighing on you yet, but he sees that this is not good for mm-hmm. you, he's gonna be working so that it does weigh yeah. on you. And you're yeah. like, oh, this doesn't feel good anymore yeah. because he's wanting to call us away yeah. from whatever habit we might be in or whatever yes. vice we might oh my be gosh. stepping into or those types of things. Like he cares about mm-hmm. all of those things and he cares about every step yep. of this. In fact, a hundred percent, I'm almost guaranteed that somebody out there has a little check in their spirit right now because the Holy Spirit is asking you like, Hey, stay away from that or stop doing that or mm-hmm. adopt this new pattern, this new habit. And he's trying to guide you and lead you in that. And I would just encourage you listen to that. Yeah. And, and to that. the first way you try may not work. I have a dear, sure. dear, sweet friend who quit smoking cold turkey mm-hmm. and she tried to, to grad, gradually, you know, cut down, da, 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 not buy them and blah, 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 blah. And that was the only thing that worked for her. Well, that's like when I started dieting, it was cold turkey as far as, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Somebody else it's okay. I'm just going to cut out desserts or I'm going to diet three days a week and not, you know, whatever, if it's because of, if the image, if your heart is in the right place and you want to change either for cosmetic reasons or for health reasons, 
don't give up if one one method uh, ain't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, because, absolutely. Uh, we're each unique. Yeah, yep. uniquely made. That's right. Yeah, and we need. I think we need. That's scriptural. It <gasps> is. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine, Imagine that. that. Imagine that. Well, you guys, this once again is a topic where we could have multiple, multiple episodes. Reminds me of our sex topic when we did the sex talks. I feel like that one was huge too. This one is also very, very huge. Carolyn, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm, I feel honored that you asked me. Of course, there's fairly few other people older than me in the congregation, so you didn't have too much choice. Not but true. no, I was And you are here. just a, a staple in this church. Such a staple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that ladies are hungry to hear from you, so I'm so glad that you were able to come in and talk to us about this really intense and soaks up it's a space heavy topic. Subject. Hey! Hey! <laughs> open for um, announcements coming up for Eden this fall, um, the kickoff kick 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 off weekend. Kick off weekend. Uh, so just, just be watching for that because yep. there'll be more details coming at your faces mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah. It's coming. Yep. The fall. It's the F word. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> four letter F word. Yeah. My bad. Watch my mouth. That was so. <laughs> Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time to have gotten to talk about this topic. Um, I just pray, Jesus, just protection over our hearts and our minds in this area, that you would help us to be able to surrender um, just our comparisons, um, surrender our, if only I could just be, if only I could just have, um, that you would just help us to embrace who we are right where we are. I also speak, Father, um, and just ask that you would um, guide us and lead us in wisdom and direction on how to care for our bodies, to be good stewards of our bodies, so that we can walk in confidence um, and feel good about exactly who you've made us to be, how you've made us to be, and that we can be, we can um, just honor the call that you have on our lives um, with our physical bodies and with our internal bodies and all that good stuff father will you just be so near and so present to that and we pray against the enemy in every way shape and form um, as he whispers lies to us um, and as he convinces us that we're just not quite enough or we're just a little too much or who knows about all the in-betweens but we need you father to be the louder voice and to help us to be able to decipher um, truth from lies because you say that you delight in us and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we praise you for that, Father, and we trust that to you. We love you, Jesus, in your holy, holy, and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.